what's going on? Greetings and good day. Welcome to episode three of the Blue Jays podcast that you know and love and yet <laughs> could not tell anyone the name of. My name is Drew Fairservice. Joining me, as always, Old Reliable, The Constant. As always. Andrew Stoughton, how yeah, are you? I'm okay. Yeah, we don't have a name, but we will. Soon. <laughs> as soon as we think of one. As soon as we think of one, uh, we could crowdsource that, too. We've offloaded everything to everybody else. Why not yeah, well, come up with a name, too? Uh, We should, though, actually, because, I, I mean, I've been waiting to put this on iTunes mm-hmm. uh, until we get a name. It seems like a thing to do to not, like, mm-hmm. put it up and then three days later want to change the name. But that means we have to find a name, so, yeah. So we'll find a name. Uh, we'll get it on iTunes. Uh, it's already on. The, we've got the RSS feed on SoundCloud, if that's what you're into. Uh, if you're listening to this, you may or may not know many of these things before. Uh, as always, we want to thank everyone for their generosity. Although, I don't want to be a dick. It seems like the first week was a lot better than the second week. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's you not understanding how that was totally, entirely going to work. Maybe. <laughs> now, maybe people were just reluctant to believe that we would actually keep doing this week after week, given a somewhat spotty history. Our track record, it speaks for itself. <laughs> uh, but so does the uh, support of everyone who's listening and who has listened in the past. And again, as always, we're very appreciative and very thank you, thankful. thankful, for, Thank you for all of your generosity. So we're going to try and do a good show this week. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can go with like the every other week at least. Like it being good. I We're going to do one. Yeah. We'll do one every week. Maybe this one will be good. Uh, we've got, we're here again, of course, in Stoughton's uh, lovely apartment. There's nothing but content yeah. around us. That's There's true. There's so many things to talk about. Again, we got this BP with Mike Chart, Miguel Cabrera, and Tim. Let's come on the cover. We could just flip through that. On Jose Reyes, he plays for the Blue Jays. Uh, we have Let's more importantly. On the cover, yeah. Jose Reyes, yeah. There How he about is. that? Jerks and right. Profar. I don't think he's uh, R.A. Dickey. This thing is covered <laughs> in Blue Jays. Tim Lincecum, future Blue Jay. Huh. We could talk about. We may. You may remember uh, Stoughton mentioning this before. Uh, as you would expect, Stoughton subscribes to Latinos Multicultural Magazine. I do, I do not, but I'm sure they're fine people. Uh, <laughs> they they have copies in a stack at uh, my local Mexican grocery store. And uh, when I'm buying delicious uh, non-glucose fructose Coca-Colas. And, oh, delicious indeed. Oh, so good. Mexican so Coke, good. Mexican Mountain Dew. The best. The best. Uh, and when I see Edwin Encarnacion on the cover, I, I grab one. Can we talk real So Edmonton, this is a great magazine. It talks about, uh, it's written in English and in Spanish. I encourage you it's to go It's a great out. magazine. You said, you've, you've held it. I opened you've, it. You've had it for like... 12 seconds. In it's an hands. important pillar of the Latino community I within Toronto. I assume so. You mentioned uh, glucose fructose. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying. I'm old high, now. High fructose corn syrup. High, like high fructose corn syrup, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm trying to cut down the sugar that I ingest, especially refined sugar, because you know, I'm old and it's going to put a hole in my life. And I feel like I've done a good job. Yeah, you want to be 90. That sounds fun, yeah. Well, I don't want to be. I don't want to be have no feet. I think is what I'm getting at. <laughs> okay, yes. Good so point. I tried to. I've been trying to cut this stuff out, and I've done pretty well. Except on uh, this past weekend, I had the misfortune of uh, letting my willpower sag, and I ate a few um, timbits or mm. uh, my miniature donut holes. Is another way we could agnostically describe them. <laughs> Ain't nothing Unless, free. Ain't nothing free in this world. Uh, yeah, Tim's wants to sponsor us. You, they mean, could, they you could, mean Sidney fucking Crosby. That's exactly how I expect. <laughs> they could all, they could be 
Coffee Times branded whatever's. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what they call those. Non specified donut holes, yeah. I think is what we're gonna go with. Yeah, I had it a sounds few. like Coffee Times customers actually. <laughs> I, I had a few. There's something about coffee time that just like makes people want to hang out there and maybe do heroin in the bathroom. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've lost coffee time. I had some. <laughs> I had some timbits on the weekend, and then I spent the afternoon suicidal, like legitimately suicidal. Like I'm like I'm gonna jump off of the the highest building I can find because this is what the sugar is doing to me. Uh, as we enjoy a delicious adult beverage here. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's I, just like there's no there's no, no sugar high, in that. No, no sugar in that. You know what there is? There might not be any sugar in today's show, but boy, is it sweet. Oh, God. We're going to talk about uh, the Toronto Blue Jays with their youth porn pitching staff that they're running out there. Just children everywhere. Children running high and free. Chock full of non-Mexican Mountain Dew. They don't give a shit. We'll talk about pitching. We're going to talk about uh, the rotations shaping up to look like children. Bullpen? Children. (laughs) And who told you this was going to happen? We did. Uh, and then we're going to just kind of fire around to a bunch of, a bunch of uh, what I would call loose talk. We'll talk about some topics. We'll talk about <laughs> Paul Beeston, Mark Burley, injuries, and then we'll, uh, you know, let the people know what's going on. Let people what's going on in the future. We got your fantastic Skydome hat sitting over here. Uh, yeah, I do like that Skydome hat. A matchback hat with like three white stripes across the, the side. It is something else. All that! I don't know how you could expect it to be any better than it's no, already become. That's, in- that's incredible, yeah. Do the rambling at the beginning so that anyone who is interested in anything other than us <laughs> will stop listening. Yeah. All that and so much more on this edition of this podcast. So we're going to talk now about young people, the millennials, with their Snapchat and their live-in vans, who are going to make up the Toronto Blue Jays pitching rotation and, well, entire staff. It's all about that yik-yak now, man. Come on. That's only local, though. Yik-yak. Yeah. Well, who it was Ted Cruz was like the yik-yak guy. He was giving that speech at, at, yeah, that's at right, Liberty yeah. University. The, obviously, on the yik-yak. only reason I'm aware that it exists, yeah. Well, uh, but what Whisper? Whisper's the one that, another anonymous one. I, did Ted Cruz give a speech where people r- ripped him on Whisper? Because No, well, Whisper was a... Uh, then I wouldn't know. Whisper was, there was a big Guardian takedown of Whisper saying that, they're actually like spying and they know who it's not anonymous and if they want to oh like the nsa uh, yeah running so the guardian did this big takedown on whisper and then apparently they've actually retracted most of it that it was all baloney and whisper was very Hmm. defensive about it so if you need a shit talking social media app i recommend whisper over yik yak all right good to uh, know i don't really know from depends i'm more about the snaps you know i like the snaps meerkat Meerkat's another the one. Yeah. Meerkat. We yeah. had a, you know, you never know when you need to see what someone's actual cat is doing. If so, dial up Meerkat. I bet you Dan Norris <laughs> knows how to. No, actually, he doesn't probably. His eight hundred dollar a month uh, uh, allowance maybe doesn't give him the opportunity. Oh, you think he's managing that money well? Probably, right? If you, I don't know. Can you afford a cell phone? Is that? He worked for Rogers, but I've seen Wilner's phone. I'm like, they don't—they're not helping anybody. <laughs> they with got that a, thing. they got a storage room full of Blackberries that they're just. Like, Wilner had this like bullshit people. cracked Blackberry forever. 
forever. <laughs> if I got some of the tweets that he did, I would probably throw my BlackBerry off with some things as well. <laughs> but seriously, Dan Norris is going to go north of the team. Like, I don't think there's any doubt about oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah. As for we, sure. As we sit here today, this evening, uh, Dan Norris pitched earlier on this day, which will be earlier in the week when you hear this. The day has a name. The podcast doesn't, but we do. We, we can have name to be non specific. Okay. Non specific days, because <laughs> you never know. The last time that Dan Norris pitched, it was awesome. He didn't walk anybody. He gave up a couple doubles, pitched out of a couple. Uh, Are you talking about today? That was the game today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The game on today's day. Yeah. Uh, seven strikeouts. Seven strikeouts. Looking good. Working that new change up grip. Well, so let's talk about this change up, yeah. okay? So. <laughs> It's big news because he was like, oh, I just figured out a new chain. It was kind of like the Marcus Stroman two-seamer thing. Marcus Stroman screwed around and just sort of developed a two-seamer that worked for him. And it became this unbelievable Halliday-esque weapon of diving and darting to to his arm side uh, into right-handed batters. And uh, it was the biggest difference maker for him, for a guy who doesn't get a lot of plane on his fastball. Build the plane right in there with with the spin. There you go. Yeah. So Norris was a guy. That was going to be the thing. Single tier? Yeah. Well, we mentioned Strowman, so... Oh, right, of course. Yeah. Uh, we can't not. Yeah. We've done three of these, and he has come up every single time. As he, as he's going to. Yeah. Forever. Maybe we'll have him in one time. We should. Yeah. I'd like to tweet advice to him. <laughs> he did favorite my Ricky Romero post earlier this week. He, he was like the first. He was like right on top of it. Yeah, I think because I think because of the title. Didn't Norris favor one of your tweets as well? Yeah, yeah he might have. But they don't follow I heard you he, though, do they? Somebody told me that he favorited the. Uh, oh no, Stroman follows me. Stroman does. I don't know if Norris does. I'd have to look. Aaron I just followed me for about an hour and a half. I have so many followers, I just can't bother to to know whether. Understandably yeah. so. <laughs> the point is, mm-hmm. Dan Norris had a change up. And he changed his changeup, apparently, in the last week or so. John Lott has a great story in the National Post. Does uh, he have a story? There's a story. Hey, all right. And it's great, because it, it's John Lott. And the, John he, is the best. He yeah. takes these amazing photos. Of, like, So, he threw what a changeup that we, has been referred to as it would cut. So, it, instead of having arm side run, like most changeups, so if you think about a left-handed pitcher that it's moved, his old changeup moved into right-handed batters, which is very strange. That's an unusual movement for a changeup. You think about a changeup, you want it to kind of fade and yeah. sink, because that's what gives pitchers a weapon against the guys who have the advantage. So if you're a left-handed pitcher, you want to be able to have a nice changeup that can keep right-handed batters off of your fastball, and because you're not, say, if you're a fastball slider guy. You're not going to throw the slider as much into the those glove side guys. That's yeah. how it gets hit hard. Changeup is a good weapon. Keeps them off of your other off-speed pitch, which has, like a slider has a huge platoon split. T- right. Typically. Not everyone can throw it in there on the back foot like Ricky Romero or whatever. Although Aaron Sanchez <laughs> is a That's your example. Or, You're going to use that example. Not Ricky Romero. No, I meant Colby Rasmus. <laughs> I was looking for an old Jay to make fun of. Okay. Colby Rasmus is the guy who ha- he's been always exposed by sliders on yeah. his back foot. Yes, he has. But Ricky Romero's, I'm thinking about him because Ricky Romero was a guy who threw two different change-ups, right? He did, oh, okay. he had yeah, yeah. developed a bit of a, a split change. That's right. Or a, or a cut change, uh, something that could kind of move. Because as we all remember, Ricky Romero's crazy platoon splits getting smashed by left-handed pitcher, or hitters 
even though he was a left-handed yes. pitcher. And the Rays would fuck with his mind and load the entire lineup with left-handed hitters. Was it fucking with his mind, or were they just playing the fact that he had well, he wouldn't, terrible platoon splits? And he didn't throw his changeup to left-handed hitters, which is silly. So maybe if he was able to throw a split change or a cut change, that would have worked. Long story short, Dan Norris went away from the cut change <laughs> to a, a more traditional changeup, and it was working like gangbusters today. Struck out Adam Jones with it twice. Yes, Jones twice and uh, Machado twice. Striking out Manny Machado. Less impressive. I looked at the splits, actually, after the game, because I was like, that's crazy. And it's like, oh, yeah, Machado has had, had trouble last year with lefties. If anyone can figure out Manny Machado, I'd love to hear it. I think that he might be very good and yet also bad. He is the Brett Laurie of AL East third baseman. <laughs> but this is an exciting development for Dan Norris. This is him just kind of improvising and him working his craft. And he's throwing the changeup. And then, of course, his big curveball. He, speaking of Manny Machado, he looked as though he uh, may have caused Manny Machado <laughs> to soil his pants. Yeah, that with was... one of those big, like, big, tumbling Clayton Kershaw curveballs. It was uh, delightful, yes. Which is terrific. Uh, our boy Jonah Bierenbaum made that. Oh, he looks like like Clayton Kershaw out there today because Jonah gets a little excited. He's very young. Yes. But uh, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing yes, to is. sneeze at. Delightful, though. In terms of Dan. No. Great. Yeah. I, I wish that Jonah's changeup was half as good as Norris's. I catch Jonah in our men's league. That's right, there. yeah. He's, he, he, he was great. He struck out more guys than he walked and in his old man's men's league. That's not a, a slight accomplishment. Plagued by the long ball a little bit. <laughs> Plagued by the long ball. Uh, but it, I think somebody actually posted a, a comment uh, mm-hmm. on my site when I posted the uh, the vine of uh, Norris From, buckling uh, Worm Machado's knees. Yeah, that's Worm right. X provided the vine to you and I. That's right. And, uh, and you know, did some notes on the game. But uh, somebody posted that, that uh, John Lott had posted a picture of Norris talking with Pete Walker. Mm-hmm. And Keith Law, you know, responded to Lot's thing, saying like, "Oh, Pete's, you know, Pete's incredible." Like, well, mm-hmm. Pete, and then Norris responds too, and is just like, "He's got so much information." Uh, you know, Pete Walker just just doing work, just doing make, work, just making money for the Jays right there. You know, and, and then it, it, you know, I it, it, it's one of those things. You know, we don't know what coaches do per se, particularly mm-hmm. in ter- you know, specifically. Uh, but yeah, all these guys are coming up with like ridiculous talent, and uh, you know, last year with Stroman and Sanchez, add uh, uh, mm-hmm. stuff last year too, and and and, uh, and Hutchison worked on his slider last year. I think is what I was thinking more than Sanchez, and uh, and yeah, Pete Walker gonna give gonna give some credit. I will quote from John's piece in the National Post for saying go. that uh, they're happy with the cut change, and then uh, that the one that has a bit of a looser grip is how that it's described by Norris. He said uh, that Pete Walker just suggested it after his previous start. And Norris said he's thrown the cut change his whole career and it's played well, but we sat down and talked this week. The coaches were like, nothing wrong with it, just that you've got to have something that goes the other way. So we said, okay, messed around with it. <laughs> That's what you get to do when you're like 21 years old. You're just like, hey, how about we just figure this one out? Yeah. Sure. And then off you go. you got this awesome weapon against right-handed batters, which is to say that he's coming north. Oh, for sure. 100%. Somebody asked me that on Twitter today. They're like, well, they haven't announced it. Is he co-? So he's coming. Yeah, the they yeah. I think Marco Estrada is taking that job away from him. No, we were so excited about Marco Estrada <laughs> when last we sat here. Were we? Well, the one of the times we defended Jesus. him. Wow, that doesn't mean we were excited. We were realistic about it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other P 
people who are still so the the cuts have been happening. This is we're getting into cut down season. Guys are being sent up to minor league camp. Yeah, Roberto Osuna is still in big league camp. Sure is. Man, why might that be? <laughs> because they're desperate for anything at this point. Desperate is the wrong word to okay. use. Okay, all right. The game is changing in that the whole tin stop thing. There's no such thing as a pitching prospect. You can either get guys out or you can't. That has always been there, but now, especially with these high velocity guys like Miguel Castro, yeah. maybe to a lesser extent Roberto Osuna, you know they're gonna break. Yeah. So why give up all his innings in fucking double A? What? Oh yeah, figure out how to throw a changeup. Well, well, you can maybe maybe they won't. If he's a two pitch guy, you put him in the bullpen. You'll figure the changeup out next spring. We'll do what we've done with Daniel Norris. Now, don't blow those innings in the Eastern League. Give us real innings in the big league. Because you're going to get hurt in the next few years. Because you, it's just you're putting so much strain on your arm. Give me the good innings. If you can get guys out, you're on the big league club. I don't care. We'll make room in the 25-man or the 40-man roster. How, there's lots of guys that can get the fuck out of the way. I, I wrote about Miguel Castro this week. And mm-hmm. I, I can't say that I danced around that idea. Because I think I cut most of the stuff where I was more like firm. Like, eh, they'd... They don't care. They think he's a reliever. They, you mm-hmm. know, this is just this is what they're going to do, and, I, and that kind of got right back to the, exactly that because yeah, it's if you got big, if you got Pete Walker, who we were just mm-hmm. singing his praises, and you got a guy who can he can get a couple people out first. You know, everyone has been talking about the first time through the order punishments. Uh, ben Lindbergh wrote a really thing about it. Uh, you get people out with fastball slider. You get people out with fastball curve. Whatever it is that you throw. Yeah, you'll, you'll figure the change up out another time. Being in the big leagues, being around big league pitchers, being around Mark Burley, being around, you know, Pete Walker, being around yeah. Gibby, talking with those guys, learning, throwing bullpens in front of them, as opposed to being in the Eastern League, riding around on a goddamn bus. <laughs> bring them up. Bring everybody up. I don't care. Bring them all up. You can get people out, you're up. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the Jays hadn't sort of bucked this trend a little bit more... Uh, you know, more openly than other teams. If, if the Jays hadn't done this and hadn't needed to do this so much, you know, no, we're not using the word desperation. It it might still seem strange and 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 weird to me, you know, like a. Uh, but yeah, I can get behind this idea. Obviously, it's uh, there, there's very much merit to it. You can sit there all day and wait for these guys to be perfect if you want. You can look at a guy. Well, his changeup is too firm. Doesn't have good command with his off speed pitch. It's like, okay, fine. Let him screw around in AAA. I don't care. But so, the- I mean, but, but the counter, I guess, is that you know, I, in the Castro piece, I was talking about, you know, what what do you do next year? You're you know, you're saying they break. You just use the bullets when you can. Understandable. But that uh, there, I mean, there's got to be some element of trying to trying to develop someone to be a 200 inning guy and not just seeing 80 great innings and being like, just do that again for as long. You know, he's going to get, if if things go as perfectly as they could for Castro, he's just going to entrench himself in the bullpen and you're going to have a great reliever, ideally. But when is he going to get to the point where he can throw 200 innings, which maybe he's capable of doing and maybe it's very good. Yeah, but I mean, this is like the Reds toyed with this with Chapman every year. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, he should start, he shouldn't start. And, you know. But the the team that does it effectively is the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a player they, development do they, machine. Do they do things well? That they, they, they do things <laughs> the Cardinal way. Oh wow! But I mean, I, you could, you could, we could follow all over ourselves using Adam Wainwright as the example, 
And yet, it's more than Adam Wainwright. It's Michael Walker. A guy, again, who not only did they put him in the bullpen and then bring him out when they thought he was ready, stretch him out in spring, have him working hard all winter long, but they he got better. Right? He, yeah. They were able to improve him. So the people are like, well, you know, well that's why just, did so many people pass on him at 23 in the, in the it's World just Series? just because Parks saw him that one time, though, right? No, that was Shelby Miller. Oh, you're right. It was, yeah. Shelby Miller's another guy. He's young, right? They were like, can you get guys out? Up you come. He was in the bullpen. He's a starter. And then they didn't. Then he was a ghost in the, in the World Series <laughs> in 2013. Really? Uh, yeah. Really deserved that roster spot. That my thing, though, is if you're looking at Norris, Sanchez, uh, even a Castro next year in the future, as you know, as you alluded to, sure you want to make him a, a reliever now. You still have to give him every chance to be a starter, and I'm totally behind that. Well, I, but the, are they is are they giving them every chance? Maybe they'll this give him another semantic, chance. Look it's semantic debate, but they're not giving him every chance. Brett, they gave Brett, a guy like Brett Cecil maybe a, a different brain trust. He had every opportunity to prove he couldn't start. Yeah, and now he's fine. He's a reliever, but the, he had every chance. But. The point I'm trying to make is that even now with guys like Sanchez who and, and Norris, who were relievers for a short period of time last year, clearly groomed as starters now, yeah. if, be it by circumstance or be it by plan, even with those guys, you're going to need to layer in some other starters. You're going to need the Randy Wolf. You're going to need the... <laughs> let's, let's hope not, but you might. Ricky Romero. Mm. You wrote a little bit about the Romero. You brought out the Romero... Uh, that was half the reason to write about it. it was, it's never a bad idea. It was a good day in Photoshop mm-hmm. when that happened, yeah. Um, but what there's a lot of know, positivity about it. It, it was, I, got, I got snarky with someone in the comments uh, on this day <laughs> on my site because... Uh, you know, they're like, oh, in, the injury wasn't what's wrong with Romero. The idea being, you know, it's all... You know, the narrative is that... It's all mental. It's all 100% mental. And it's like, mm-hmm. t- t- you know, the guy had, like, microfractures in his knees and has had, like, you know, PRP injections and it just keeps having... It's like, there's... I'm not in the tank for Romero. I'm not saying he's going to ever amount to anything. But there is some aspect of it that is injury-related that hasn't helped him, you know. I don't know that that means that he's ever going to be able to be the guy that we thought he was going to be. I worry about the guy about that the, he I, was. Yeah, or the guy that he was. I worry about the platoon splits. I think half the, not half, but I think part of who he was then was that teams just didn't even realize how <laughs> unable he was to get uh, left-handed hitters out. And when they, you know, if you look at just the, I did this once. I looked at like the percentage of batters that were on the, you know, left side the, the, that he faced as it went up, his overall numbers went down because teams. You know, started to see that this was a, a weakness in his game, and 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 as much as it's it's easy to make the narrative, oh, Joe Madden fucked with his head, and they 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 they, they put all these guys who they, he should be facing right-handers because he's a left-hander, and now this messed him all up. It's like, I, I it, it's not the magic aspect of it. I I don't think is right, but the idea that like having the wherewithal to like, be like he doesn't have a good yeah. weapon against lefties, his curveball is okay. Curveballs are a pretty pl- a platoon neutral pitch, but when he's a guy who is always yeah. if he commands, as soon as that command started to slip a little bit, be it by injury or be it by just regret. Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel I feel like an idiot even talking about it because, like, you know, obviously you can't expect anything out of him. We, I, it would be great 
it, if we could, every, you kind of always have to say that because everybody likes him. He seems like a nice guy. He's really mm-hmm. working hard. Uh, you know, he was always, you know, he's, he didn't seem like a dick when he was here. Everybody liked him. And, you know, nobody really wants to be like, hey, I don't think this is ever really going to work out. <laughs> but I don't think this is ever really going to work out. But, uh, you know, I I don't know. There, There's maybe more potential there to get somewhere than people want to give credit for sometimes. And I I don't think it's going to happen here. They're going to buy him out, obviously, at the end of the year. He's not ready to pitch on opening day, so who knows where he's going to even get to the point where he's healthy enough to try to start playing in series games and then even see where the command is, and that's obviously a big thing. And, you know, if you think about how the timeline's going to work, it's going to be so deep into the season that there's really no way you can expect to get anything out of him except as some sort of weird gravy at the end at the end of the year but that even doesn't make sense because of the platoon stuff like he can't be he can't he's not a, he's not a left-handed bullpen option because he's got this weird platoon split mm. so Had. who knows Had. oh there you go there it's you go weird platoon split. so who knows but it, but it's an interesting it's an interesting case and I, I i wish him well and you still it's still at the point where you never know i don't think it's I, you know until they until they just cut him loose until he plays until he has the angels jersey on his body yeah exactly which is what will happen next year um, on his non roster invite entirely 100% you can't you don't want to rule him out you want it's a, it's an option maybe not a realistic one but it's something that i don't think anybody even the brass who has all but ruled him out his contract he's off They're given off his number away. gave his number away <laughs> yeah. uh, you never know yeah. uh, let's take a break we're going to come back. We're just going to kind of fire through some topics rapidly after the break on this edition of this podcast. Welcome back. We're here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. We're talking about all sorts of things. Uh, we're talking about uh, rapid fire style question and answer. <laughs> I like the I like the style. Well, because it's not going to be rapid. It's entirely not going to be rapid. There's no clock here. You have a nice, very nice clock uh, over mm. your stove it's, over it's, there. It's in- interesting. Yeah, one that does not currently uh, display a time that reflects no. our Earth's position in the solar system or relative to the Earth's yellow sun. Yeah, that's right. But it looks good. I'm just I'm trying to think of style. What is it, like it's like uh, it's a little bit like kind of like retro futuristic style. It's not round. <laughs> it's a rectangular. It's clock. like juice style beverage drink. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beverine. <laughs> uh, I want to follow up real quick on one thing we had talked about in the previous segment, which I think might fit well into a rapid fire kind of conversation. Well, that sounds ideal. So if Dan Norris is going to come north of the team, Aaron Sanchez is going to be a starter. Drew Hutchison is going to be a starter. So those are three very young people, but that's not the point here. And Mark Burley, who is the king of all creation, as we'll get on to, and Ari Dickey. Those are five starters. The Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays in 2015 are going to need more than five starters. Yeah. So be it Ricky Romero, be it Eric, be it Paul <laughs> let's go, Yeah, let's hopefully we'll go a couple more names deep. Than uh, that. There, yeah. are, I'm sure there are some other people on the old depth chart. 
You got your Jeff Francis's. Jeff Francis. Johan, man. Johan Santana. Talking about cut change. There you go. Yeah, Two change-ups. Killing you. Todd Redman's around. Todd Redman is a guy who is will willingly stand Liam up on Hendricks that. Hendricks might claim on waivers when they How them about, instead of those guys, we think about maybe the Jays could make a trade? Oh. As the season progresses, if uh, some of the teams kind of fall out of it, I don't know. assuming gonna, it's not them. They're going to keep Roberto Osuna stretched out. Listen, <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to fill a hole. You got a guy to make mouths. Let him make some mouths for now. You know what would be nice? The, the the A's have this good uh, this new kid, oh, this don't number even. three, this Kendall Graveman guy. Yeah? yeah, was he number four in the MVP voting in the American League last year? <laughs> no, then fuck off. I don't give a shit. It, you got you know the, they're they're a better team now, and if he's a fifth starter, great. Maybe there'll be someone who's better who. Is staring at free agency. Do you have anybody that you could think of that might be a free agent? Johnny Cueto? Ah, that's a big name. That's going to be a... You, you know, you trade him. Are you writing the Cincinnati Red? Yeah, of course, they're terrible. They are terrible. Yeah. Uh, who else is out there? Obviously, there's like the big guys with lots of money slowing them. Cole Hamels. Yeah. Not happening. Nope. So nobody's... Ha- I don't know. Nobody with a trade... <laughs> I was going to write about this today. Nobody with a, tr- uh, a no-trade clause is happening. Uh, fuck, I totally forgot to write about this. That uh, I think it was Heyman. Somebody wrote about Ryan Howard's no trade clause. How to to accommodate the Phillies, he reworked it to add, he has like a nine team no trade to add a bunch of AL teams that might possibly uh, you know be just just be better for the the Phillies because it was very National League oriented. His original list of teams on his no trade because it was it's a limited one, and like they go through the teams. They're like, like Heyman's talking about. I forget which three AL teams, you know, the Roy- the Royals were definitely one of them. They're, and, and, like, talking about the possible fits with these new teams that are that have now been unlocked from the possibility of uh, being blocked Lucky in them. a trade by, uh, by Ryan Howard. And uh, yet nothing materialized, the object of the, mm-hmm. the, of the article being uh, that, you know, Howard can approve a trade to anybody wants nobody fucking wants ryan howard but, but if you look closely at all the american league teams that are named that are no longer on ryan howard's no trade list uh, the toronto blue jays i believe are still there still there <laughs> nobody wants to play on that turf nope not a single one yeah uh here's an interesting piece of news i just saw here yeah. on the mlb trade room old friend mike mcdade oh, my acquired okay. by the orioles which is dangerous frankly He's going to be... Dangerous for the Blue Crab in Chesapeake Bay? I don't know. He's going to be okay. haunting the dream of Blue Jays fans in the future. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. No. Uh, any other, I'm trying to think about some other free agents, potential free agents, who may be available in trade. Uh, how about... Uh, oh, we should have written these down before. How about Tim Lincecum? <laughs> Little Timmy. Huh? How you like me now? Tim Lincecum is a free agent I'll, at the end of the year. Not only would that be awesome, but I, I mean, I would take that over Todd Redmond or Liam Hendricks or... He's like those guys. Marco Estrada. In that he's terrible. Look, I love <laughs> I love Tim Lincecum. I love him like like no other. I mean, I need we need to be realistic. He was, you know... You he, know that, Mar- that fucking Roberto Osuna is the sixth starter on this team right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ten staff, big guy. Jeremy Guthrie might be a free agent. I think he's got. Right. Oh, he had an option. He reworked his deal. 
Uh, none of these guys are going to be free agents. Uh, actually, well, they are, but the, all the, the teams are all so bad now that it's the parody is going to kill the potential free agent market here. That's, that's sad. I'm looking at some of these. John Lackey making making the minimum this year <laughs> for the Cardinals. I, I somehow think the Cardinals will be okay. You think about a guy like Scott Casimir, right? He plays for the A's, and they don't give a shit about anything. They'll trade him for a bag of hats, well, and then got, somehow they'll come out ahead. They got Graveman and Nolan just going to slot right in there. Maybe the White Sox fall on their face and Jeff Samarja is available again. Yeah. I can't see the so. Red Sox trading within the division. Um, Kyle Loesch is a free agent. Think this is where it. we've gone. Kyle Loesch. Kyle Loesch is Kyle. good, man. I would gladly no, no, take no, Kyle Loesch. Kyle Loesch is fine. Kyle Loesch is Kyle Loesch fine. Is, he's yeah. Brewer's fine. He's Brewer's good. <laughs> uh, Bartolo yeah. Colon, the one everyone's people want the Jays got for Bartolo Colon. Let's can we just wait till the inevitable injuries and well, yeah. the inevitable flameouts of Osuna and obviously Osuna first, and then uh, and then Redmond and Estrada and Hendricks and Jeff Francis and Johan and Randy Wolf. Once we get like nine starters deep, God, it's terrible. I'm saying. Dan Heron doesn't want to be where he is. He's already miserable. Why not make him even more miserable? Mike yeah. Leak? Yeah. That's an option. Mike Leak's a decent little fifth starter. He went straight from college to the big leagues. That's, yeah, he did. Did he? Did he? Yeah, I believe did so. He? Okay. I was just trying to... Bud Norris? Nobody likes Bud Norris. Is a leak just a green onion? <laughs> anyway, there are, there are guys out there. Giovanni Gallardo, the right, Rangers are going to be dog shit again. That's good. Like to see that. I do enjoy the Rangers being dog shit. I really, yeah. really enjoy the Rangers being dog shit. Yeah. So there, there will be some I'll miss Wash. I'll miss Wash though. Yeah, you'll miss him. Yeah. Well, Jeff Bannister is the manager now. That makes me feel a little bit old. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I, I remember like watching him when I was very young, and now he's a manager. Uh, there are guys out there. There are some options. There are some some things they could do. There are, there are medium sized names again because Jordan Zimmerman's not getting traded. Doug Fisher's not getting traded. Because that team is going to win the World Series. Uh, Jules Chassin. The Jays need to get into system. Chassining again. It's been too long. Yeah, you know, the Wilton Lopez from the Rockies has worked out so well for them. So I like the way he keep... pitched himself out of a job. Yeah, yeah. Esmo Rogers uh, also worked out very well, though not directly from the Rockies. He wasn't so bad. He was okay. He's, I mean, the spring, he was in the, in the conversation for the Yankees' fifth starter. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't, make, didn't make the team. Not in that capacity uh real quick shy davidi wrote a thing about mark burley that was really cool mark burley seems like a real chill dude it does seem awesome i'm oh. sorry as well he, well, he was in the conversation to be the yankees fifth star he was fine with the yankees at the end of the year that's not really it's kind of damning with faint praise a little bit maybe well it really is yeah it certainly certainly is uh mark burley's great though that was a cool Love piece burley. that davidi wrote you don't see the anti Greg Zahn is what people are saying because he's like I he was... got I got bullied and I told the guy who did it to go fuck himself. That was the once best. I was like established and then he's ten years in the bigs. Yeah, and the James Baldwin <laughs> like hey Burley, get me a jacket and coat. That is amazing. And Burley rolls right up on him in his face and goes fuck you. <laughs> and then he said that felt so good. Uh, great story. Also talk about the way that he's he happily. Serves as a mentor for the young Blue Jays pitchers, of which there are many. This is a story that everyone heard last year. Them buying suits for everybody, 
He took Strowman and Sanchez and uh, Rob Rasmussen. Rasmussen, Todd Redmond, yeah. Uh, didn't didn't discriminate. Rob age. Rasmussen, yeah. he's going to be buried in that suit. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure. It's great. It's great. <laughs> is he going to be buried like four graves to the left of where he's supposed to be buried? Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, it's a really good, it's a good humanizing story about Mark Burley because he's not a very talkative guy. You don't hear him doing a lot of interviews or press or whatever there's not a lot of soft focus features on yeah, mark yeah. mark burley extend him uh, now nope <laughs> no not that's okay yeah uh but no it's a cool story and about of course him and marcus stroman and their burgeoning father-son dynamic <laughs> mark mark burley's yeah. birthday was just last week indeed it was yeah fun fact mm-hmm. mark burley and i apparently look alike <laughs> i've heard that the Dow of Steve said that I look like Jeff Hoffman. There you go. Like, That's like Jeff better. Hoffman. Like, so. That's weird because I was just going to say Jeff Hoffman also on the depth chart. Ahead of Ricky <laughs> Romero. Ahead of, ahead of the Wolf. Ahead of all sorts of guys. The Wolf. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because the dynamic is kind of like Burley's the older version of me and then uh, Jeff Hoffman is a younger version of me, except for the fact that I'm older than Mark Burley. Are you really? I'm going to go put my head in the oven now. Jesus You'll have to Christ. excuse me. Yeah, yeah older, than, older than Mark Burley. That's fucked up. It's a good story. Check it out on Sportsnet. Uh, <laughs> it just it makes him seem real cool. Uh, you wrote something real quick about injuries being bullshit this spring. You know, spring injuries are bullshit. Yeah. Hey, end of story. Yeah. Kevin Pillar takes a week off because it's like, oh, I hurt my oblique. They don't want to be there anyway. They don't, you know, they don't give this a is shit. The, this is yeah. the worst part of spring right now. Here we are in the end of March. There's like another week, you know, five, six, seven, eight games to go. It's terrible because right now is concern troll season. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That goof that I can't remember his name, Tomasi or something like that, that writes for Boston, yeah, he, your Wii or whatever. Yeah. He wrote the most controlly article about Koji Uehara. Like, oh, Koji's getting older. He's going to be <laughs> terrible. And the Red Sox gave him two years. Can you believe how stupid they are? Of course, Koji Uehara. He's a big fat fucking World Series ring that he won. He's also he's no he's the only guy who's getting older. He's the the, Koji got way older than anyone else this year. It was terrible. And there was another one that I read that was almost exactly the same. I don't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head what what the what the piece was, but it was definitely like a he's hurt. They're fucked. End the season. Sure, this wasn't Griff. No, no, he did. He, that was we, that was he was early. He was at the game for that. He uh, was. He was. I uh, did. You watch the Cashew Merman? Thing? I haven't seen it yet. No, oh, Griff. Yeah, it's it, it's good watching. But the point is, here we are as we're getting as we're rolling down towards the end yeah. of the training. Edwin Carnacion is coming back. He's playing in in minor league games. Michael Saunders is is taking his. Hitting home runs and walking directly to the dugout. <laughs> he's I the can't game. believe there was no video. Though. That is so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Pillar, <laughs> in the conversation for that outfield job, smacked a tater in his first game back on an inside pitch. Many people were very excited by the shortness and directness of his swing. At least one. At least one. At one least good one. swing is worth yeah. a thousand. No, one person was excited, at least. Oh, that, yeah. that You retweeted that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, don't worry about spring injuries. It's the spring. No, yeah. Unless they're Edwin would have been playing for the last month if it was the season. He would have been so chock full of cortisone and painkillers. That's how they do. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have been playing at first base because that's not going to happen. And Josh Tolley's going to go to Buffalo, and Russell Martin's going to catch Ari Dickey. 
Next item on the uh, old to-do yeah. list here. Jo- Rory Dickey told TSN 1050 Radio here in Toronto that uh, he expects Russell Martin and Josh Tolley to catch the bull- to catch his starts this year. Which is news in that it is not news. It's entirely not news. But he does then believe in a way that Tolley will have a job. Despite what... Yeah, his job is going to be if Martin gets hurt, he'll come and catch Rory Dickey. Is he going to catch all the people jumping off the CN Tower? Because that's what's going to happen if Russell Martin gets hurt. It's that that should happen. I don't know if it will. You think people should be killing themselves if Russell Martin? Yes. No. People should. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> then then Griff is totally right. Uh, but I don't know if I don't know if people haven't haven't warmed in the same way to him yet. So they won't. It's, he's not a. He's stuck in he's not Florida. A, yeah. He's not a CN Tower guy just yet. He'll get there. He's like an edge and, walk with a pocket knife kind of thing. And the, just... Yeah, that's right. And the casual, casual fan, the casual fan is seeing his, they're going to see his hitting numbers and be like, oh, yeah. Unless, slugged... they, unless they build some narrative in their head about like what a great leader he is. I don't know. People are dumb. This is what He I'm is a at. great leader. They love to be around him. Yeah, he's patent. Actually, yeah. you know who wrote something that was good this week? It was Rosie DeMano wrote a decent little profile of Jose Bautista. Words Bautista's never day. spoken before. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> was it Carefoot that was a DeMano fan? I think it was. That would seem... Yeah, that punishment fits that crime. <laughs> uh, is it, she wrote a decent profile of, uh, of Jose Bautista about, it, about him. What, what did she call it? From the shrug to the swagger. How in some ways he shrugs, and then the next thing you know, he's got the swagger on the field, swagger off the field, shrug. He's a he's a much more uh, acerbic kind of thoughtful guy than I think he might get credit for. Fancy and losing his mind on the umpires. They don't realize that he'd like Josh Donaldson actually uh, is a real you know video rat. Loves to study oh, yeah, stats. Yeah. Loves to study the way that people try to get him out. Uh, Arden Swelling on Sportsnet as well wrote a nice piece on Donaldson, who similar kind of guy. Guys who get sort of on those the fringes of the big leagues and they have to start. You know, really bearing down and doing what they need to do to get in back to get back in. And well, the, the, the amazing thing about Donaldson is that he like he copied Bautista's swing basically. He copied Jose Bautista's swing, uh, Miguel Cabrera, the way that Cabrera extends to get to the ball, and Alan Craig. He, he copied Alan Craig's yeah. stride. Two out of three ain't bad. Well, the ranch had some good years. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that he passed as he did. Uh, <laughs> You wrote about Paul Beeston a little bit. Paul Beeston came and admitted that he just talks total bullshit. Just that was great. Spouting nonstop garbage. I did actually enjoy that very much, yeah. What was his line? The, the line said? was, uh, well, it wasn't I'll have real opinions when I retire, but uh, Blair was like, all right, you know, you know, thanks for being a good friend of the show. Like, oh, you're not going anywhere. You're just, you know, you're leaving your job. He's like, oh, I'll have real opinions then. It's like, yep. Real Talk Express, Paul there Beeston. Is. There it is. He's going to win us all over. It's like the end of Seal Oh, Gaston. that book is going to win us over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hope, who's going to write it? They're going, to cr- they're going to be crawling all over themselves to get to write that. I'll, I'll volunteer. You, you and every <laughs> other guy he's fed for 35 years. Yeah. Fed still. No, it's going to be Bruce Arthur. No, it'll be Bront. You think it'll be Bront? It'll be yeah, Bront. it'll be Bront. Yeah. Bront comes swaggering in there. No, Brunt's too bored just, to write that. Just flopping his balls down on the desk. And... He's rather right about boxing. He's got like that. Like, here's, my, here's a profile of Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it's it, it's not. It's probably not worth it to the book industry to have two of them. Do you know this, this Brunt? You need to bring Brunt in to to sell the book. That's yeah, not exactly. Sell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Jordan Tutu book, like 
with him brawling in rehab with fucking Jack, Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell. It's amazing. I like that like the whole Alcoholics Anonymous thing just goes... Uh, it, <laughs> I like well, that too. It's yeah. in a book, so we don't really need to follow the rules of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, hey man, that's between them and God. <laughs> them, God, and Deadspin. Uh, one other thing actually on this vein was the Forbes published their... How much is your team worth? Blue Jays was 22nd. <laughs> $800 million like is how that, they evaluate yeah. it. Uh, important to remember, this is bullshit. Yeah, total garbage. Well, I, I've got, I wrote it down here. This I would say that these the Forbes franchise valuations are the batting average of franchise valuations. Yeah. A lot of it's so, kind yeah. of, not fudged math, but guesstimated and, and projected. And uh, some of the finance stuff that, as it, when it comes out, when the big league, when Major League Baseball does release it, apparently some of these numbers do line up. But maybe pump the brakes on this team's worth $2 billion, this team's worth this, this is how much this team lost. None of the teams lost any money. Don't ever, ever yeah. convince yourself well, that. Which is right away a signal that maybe this is bullshit. Like, the J- like it says the Jays lost money. I'm sure that the Jays claim in their public reporting of how, you know, the, mm-hmm. of, of whatever, you know. I'm obviously a, quite a quite a business person, so Cre- I don't <laughs> creative account. Yeah, but no, they obvi- they obviously claim that they did lose that sort of money, but then it's because that loss is the gain of another pocket of the Rogers Empire because they're not getting fair value out of their TV contract from Sportsnet. They're subsidizing Sportsnet, we assume, uh, because obviously they are Sportsnet who. Can't be bothered to put a fucking Jays game on today, which was the day that we're recording this. Maybe those guys need a day off, all right? The production crew <laughs> down in Florida. Yeah, they're, they've really been grinding. Maybe they have. It's hot. It's Florida. They haven't had a game on since fucking... They work every day from April to October. Give them a break. Don't be a jerk. Uh, I will be a jerk. But no, obviously, the accounting is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which calls into question the entirety of the Forbes valuation thing, as does the fact that any time a team gets sold, it is for nowhere close to the amount that Forbes values the team at. Even if you take it at face value, the Jays were valued over $800 million. The team yeah. that was purchased, what, 15 years ago? For $120 million. So all the operating losses in the world aren't making up for that kind of equity Real or imagined. Yeah. If you bought a house for $120,000 15 years ago, now it's suddenly worth $800,000. The fact that you put $20,000 in your kitchen doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> that shit's out. That is a delightful analogy. I think I think that works. Kitchens and bathrooms are what sell houses. Just the fact that a baseball team exists is what sells houses. It sells baseball teams. Those kind souls at Rogers allowing it to exist by keeping it here. Despite running Keeping a loss. Keeping it here in the downtown. Despite, despite running a loss. Running a loss. Yeah. It, it, the, a very magnanimous of them. It is very nice. Like, you know, they are heroes. Heroes at uh, One Mount Pleasant. Yes, uh, downtown. By the way, don't be... Don't, there was some, some chatter, some loose talk, like this segment's called, <laughs> about moving the team, sort of, because Paul Beeson meant... Yeah. He cried poor, of course. Like, oh my God, we got to put $400,000, million into the Rogers Center to make it nice again, uh, which may or may not be true. Some kind-hearted, well-meaning person who's like, I live in Guelph, and I would come to way more games if the team was out of the city a little bit. It's like, that's cool. I hope that you don't ever get your wish. <laughs> yeah. There are so many people that live in that vicinity, and that area is growing so quickly with such density. 
And also, don't move the team out of the city. Do not. Do oh, not ever do that. They will. They, yeah. They're sitting on such a gold they mine. They can't. Yeah, they can't. They, the, the next president can't be that dumb. No one in the world. Would like, that. yeah. When was the last time a team did that? Other than the, the white flight Braves. Braves. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't count. <laughs> Let me talk to this Ottawa Senators fans with the delights uh, of keeping the team Can you imagine the, the traffic there? Even if they moved to Downsview, it's like... Well, it, you know, I didn't go to the Expos when they were there, but I went last year, which, you know, it's going to be a fun weekend again this year, which I'm not mm-hmm. going to go to because it's Easter, because uh, apparently that's what they, they're doing. But the Exhibition, or the Exhibition Stadium, Olympic Stadium is at the very end of their subway line. And so it's just such a disgusting bottleneck. And that's half the reason that this, you know, the whole thing didn't work. I mean, the stadium's terrible mm-hmm. to begin with. But, like, it's just, it was a nightmare getting there last time during a sellout and, and getting out of there, too, because it's just, there's no, you know, where the Rogers Center is, people can go different ways. You go to Union, you're going one way or the other. People you go, go on, on the go train, going, they go on the streetcar, they go on the subway, they get in the car, you're they drive away, they go to Spadina, they go, yeah, ugh. There's no, from, you know, from where Olympic Stadium is in Montreal, there's not, you know, you're not walking anywhere. Yeah, maybe you're driving somewhere. The, you're, you're either taking the bus or mm-hmm. you're going on that one prong of the uh, of the metro, and it's 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 terrible. And for the Jays to intentionally put themselves into a position anywhere close to like that would be insane. They couldn't ask they, for a better location than they have right now. They yeah. could not ask for it. The way the city has grown, yeah, the way that the city has become more dense, the way that it is, there's so many people that live within walking distance of that stadium that. All things being equal, the concerns of a few of, of some of the fans in in Guelph or in Oshawa or in Newcastle or in Newmarket and Barrie, they just it's apples and oranges, unfortunately. Yeah. And plus, the, there's the it's suicide because all the suits, all the suits who uh, the lawyers and the and the Bay Street guys and the people who <laughs> the uh, people who can afford to live downtown and the people who the buy the boxes and buy the season yeah. seats. The fuck they want to drive all the way to goddamn Downsview or drive to Milton? Like we'll put it, we'll put the stadium across the street from yeah. the jail. That'll be great. No chance. Nope. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I'm done with this now. As you mentioned, there is a Blue Jays spring training exhibition game in Montreal on Easter weekend, facing off against the stupendous Joey Votto and his Cincinnati Reds. If you're going, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Drive safe because you'll be out in the middle of fucking nowhere. On the end of the Montreal subway that has tires. It has rubber tires, the subway in Montreal. That's not a subway. It's okay. Also, do yourself a favor. Don't don't party on fucking Crescent Street. Go enjoy Montreal. Go somewhere don't go somewhere good. After though, you go back to Crescent Street and you go to Boustin and you get the finest <laughs> falafel that has ever been created by a human being. Yeah, avoid Crescent Street at all costs. Get the get that fucking go falafel. to Bobian or fucking go. There are some awesome. On... Montreal's great. Yeah, Montreal delightful. Boustan. I look forward to not the going. finest, the finest I've ever Spe- had. Speaking of, I know we're in yeah. The no, this, this was the plug. There you go. Uh, me, Jonah Carey, the thirtieth of March, which is probably probably Monday or Tuesday. It's one soon. of the, one of those days. Uh, I Anyway, uh, me and Joe McCary, Opera Bob's, come and get drunk. He's uh, doing a bit of a book tour thing. The paperback <laughs> release of Up, Up, and Away. That's right. We're going to do a, a one-on-one is how I've seen it advertised, which is, you know, it's, we're just going to chat about baseball. We're going to take a bunch of questions from people who want to 
you know, who all have the same question is, is baseball coming back to Montreal one day, which I could just tell you right now. No, but you can ask it anyway and you can come get drunk. And, uh, uh it's at opera Bob's Dundas and Ossington in Toronto Monday or Tuesday, April 30th, whichever is the 30th, but also March and not April. March 30th? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This, like, in you're a good few at, days. You're in good a very at plugs. few days. In a very few days. You're good at plugs. I am. You're good at plugs. That'd okay. be great. Uh, I think actually this... Is there a pitch talks in Montreal? I think there is too, this? yeah. Yeah, so if you're in, going to Montreal, uh, of course, check out pitch talks. I think Jonah's doing that too. Jonah's part, part of that. I think uh, Dave Kaufman, Expo's guy, waves the flag quite often on the internet. is doing that. He's a radio, a radio guy from Montreal. Uh, of course, our friends at Pitch Talks. So check that out. And that's basically it. Of course, check out andrewstoughton.com, which you probably are. Your browser is pointed there right this very second. And uh, once again, we are very appreciative. We reached our first uh, milestone on our uh, yeah on our Patreon, uh, Patreon campaign. campaign. So that means we're going to have to improve. Not going to have to. We get to. There you go. Improve our uh, sound technology here so we'll get another mic. Maybe Once we'll... the credit card's clear. As they've as they've very clearly instructed me. You sound <laughs> don't, like you Don't start giving away gifts until the credit card's you clear. You sound like the the like the kind of skeezy landlord from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> They're like, Tomorrow's already the fourth. <laughs> Far out, man. <laughs> what is he do? he's doing his uh his dance? His, yeah. His interpret he rented the He theater. has a word for it, I forget. Performance his cycles. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for episode 3. Thanks you thank you once again for uh keeping us going here. We're very appreciative and we're happy to do it. And we'll talk to you next week. Almost baseball time. See you later.